this week's podcast will be more of an educational one. And as much as we're aware that Asexual Disability Day was on October 25th, I myself am an asexual and have DCD, so we thought this would be the perfect opportunity to talk about my own experiences. We hope you enjoy a different style of Midweek MC. Alright lads, welcome back to Midweek MC, the part of the podcast where I sit down with an amazing co-host to talk about things that happen in Minecraft this week, topics in general regarding Minecraft, or just topics in general. And today's podcast, as you can tell by the title and the pre-intro, is a topic in general. And I am joined with, as always, the amazing Captain AJX. <laughs> oh, what an intro, what an intro. Hello, hello, hello. How are we How doing, doing today? Oh, oh. you're doing great. <sighs> Thank you. Yourself? <laughs> I'm also doing great oh we we are we in sync nowadays we've done this so many times we're we're in sync with each other we're such a good couple couple of podcasts <laughs> i want to make that very clear don't worry debbie i know you're probably listening to us i'm i'm sorry i mean couple of podcasts hosts, okay i don't want to step on anyone's toes however <laughs> however ajx I feel like mm. you're quite excited for this week. You know, you've been not, you're not actually too fair. You probably haven't really been non-stop talking about it. It's more me non-stop talking about it. But, <laughs> you know, I think we've both been quite excited for this week's podcast, right? Yes, yes, definitely. This week, uh, we're talking about Asexual uh, Disability Day, which was recently, which I fall under both those precincts as an asexual and as a disabled person under the disability acts. It's, it's, you know, it's half and half. Um, so, yes, uh, uh, it's 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 a podcast all about those which you've graciously allowed me to talk about which i'm, I'm very uh thankful for you for um because they're so important to me well you, you say i've allowed you i mean i know i know you we we discussed this when the podcast began that we were going to be talking about you being asexual mm. and you know having that disability which i'm not going to say the name of i'm going to let you say it when the time comes we will get to that in a second <laughs> however like as, as if it's like a big build-up and a big surprise i don't yeah but anyways <laughs> um you know, like, we, we already discussed that this was going to be a podcast at one point. And then, like, I, I kid you not, I mean, I sent the tweet to you. Like, I was scrolling my For You page on Twitter, because I sometimes do that if I, you know, even want to cry or I'm looking for something. And, you know, what? And I guess the looking for something part paid off, because just on my For You page was literally a tweet about Asexual Disability Day, or even more so Asexual Disability Week. And I was like, to you, what are the chances? Like, you know, I, I, I think it was, I think it was you tweeted about it, Asexual Disability yeah, Day. So I was like, all right, this tweeted. is the perfect. Yeah. time and then and then like literally i think it was monday uh before recording this podcast it popped up on my timeline i was like what are the chances of that happening you know <laughs> yes it was uh it was exactly what needed to happen um and yeah now that now we get to talk about it which i'm very excited for as you said i'm, I'm looking forward to it this week i i do want to say by the way we are fully aware that um from when this podcast is coming out that asexual disability day was about give or take two or three weeks ago uh we <laughs> kind of plan midweek MCs in advance unless something changes as I second like this midweek MC was meant to be something different it was meant to be something a completely different topic but we changed it like a week ago or like maybe like five days ago into this topic which you know I much rather prefer the other topic we can do at any time but you know like this week's next week's and then the two weeks after that they're all already planned they will only change last second this is something specific so that's the reason why this wasn't moved forward because the last two podcasts or even last three have had guests on so you know I don't really yeah, want to we don't really want to you know 
know, re- like move midweek MC specifically guests around. We don't want to like postpone people. We don't want to get in anyone's way. Yeah, definitely. Well, exactly. Like it's it, you know, it's I'm I'm grateful enough for you taking time out of your day to come on every single week, and obviously people are very busy. <laughs> so you know, despite the two that I've missed. <laughs> yeah, no, but still, like, well, this is the this is the ninth podcast, and you've only missed two. So wow. That's been here. So this has been on. This has been around for nine weeks now, and you know, you've come to seven weeks worth. So I I reckon that's pretty cool. good. I just have not even one really a lot of time on my hand. One of each day. Oh, one, one for each day. So, yeah. yeah, you've made up a week's worth <laughs> technically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Ajax, <laughs> enough waffling about yeah. the podcast. What is asexual disability? What is, what? okay, we'll start with firstly, what does, okay, so actually I should probably clarify this. I didn't mention to you that I was going to clarify this. Sorry, I know I'm stalling. I don't mean to. It's not intentional. Stalling. No, no um, I, per- I, so I know obviously a little bit about asexuality. Obviously I know what, like, what disabilities are as well as I know like the disability that Ajax has. I have purposely forgotten mm. what it means. However, I know what it is. But like, you know, obviously being a straight male, who was i mean obviously i've always known about the lgbt i've always respected it back in secondary school like i was very open to learning about it when that was Mm. you know that was four years ago now and i feel like a lot has changed in four years like back then people weren't really too open about it as they are nowadays at least in my from what i've seen like so i I was always one who was very open about it but of course you know i i don't know everything you know i'm i'm not part of the lgbt and like i'm constantly constantly learning you know when i joined this new community it kind of hit me a lot because there was a lot to learn a lot to remember like i've learned a lot of new would it be would it be phrases would phrases be the right word for that i don't know yeah but yeah yeah this is genuine however for the sake of this podcast i am going to act purposely as if i have no clue what any of it means because you know this is i guess this is an educational podcast i guess we could call it i've been trying to think of a word for it but this is more of an educational one right yes yeah definitely indeed yeah with that being said then i am going to stop taking over sorry what does asexual mean so uh, asexual is basically uh, a person that has little or no, to no romantic uh, sexual interest in someone. You also have a romantic, which is little to no romantic interest in someone. But I fall under the uh, term asexual, which is yeah, little to no romantic interest in a person or of in anyone, to be honest. So this is sort of a scale, you know. Basically, you can there's different types of asexuality. I fall under demisexual, which means that I experience sexual attraction only when i've had a deep connection with someone and then you can go from that you can uh literally have no sexual attraction to anyone um which i know a few people do and then yeah there's a few there's a few different ways of it going but yes that's basically what i would say and yeah it's a scale so i sit somewhere on that scale with and like if you know the answer to this once again if you don't it's completely Mm. fine but where like how long have these terms asexual and demisexual been around for because once again i'm purposely i want to make it very clear i'm purposely acting not closed-minded here but i don't have a clue just for the sake of the podcast but when you say that asexual and demisexual in my head or like if i didn't know what it meant or if i wasn't looking at it, essentially that just means to me oh like you know you're just someone who finds it very hard to make a connection with someone and then when you do you're attracted to them as like a very basic term but obviously there's these terms behind it so if you know the answer how long have these been around for and when because because you know i feel like it's once again very very fairly recent as we've just mentioned that people have been a lot more open to learning about this stuff right but how long has yeah, the def- term been around for oh ace i'm not sure like how long actual asexual has been a term it must be back in 
into like the 19th century but like in terms of actually knowing about it uh for me i've it's only been like the last uh six years that i actually found out about it like in school and i'm a bit older than you but i there was no no learning about asexuality (laughs) 24 24 Um, um, like uh there would be like teachings about homosexuality bisexuals and so on but there was nothing to do with asexuals so it was really doing my own like learning about it from my friend that I basically learned what asexual is and sort of from there it was sort of like oh okay yeah no I I sort of fall under this but like the first term has got to be way back when way way back then. How how did you uh, I mean it could be literally how I've explained it or you can tell me I'm wrong here but how did you Mm. when before you knew what asexual mean meant sorry like what did you just see as because i'm i'm assuming this has always been the case of like you know you've always been asexual without knowing the term you always have been right um not really basically what happened was uh after a few bad relationships i sort of closed myself off and i think through that i sort of just literally turned off my brain to uh sexual attraction so i definitely i just didn't want to be in any relationships i didn't want to basically be with anyone in that way for over as i say over five years um so it was sort of through that and then yeah learning about it going okay yeah you know what i understand because i had had relationships beforehand and obviously i was younger and as i as i said the only thing i knew really was you know straight uh gay by so on and, um, and in quotation marks i guess like how how schools used to teach it was they this is not my wording once again to be very clear it's how they always used to call it like, <laughs> the basics of the lgbt like all you learned was like yeah. how you mentioned you didn't really learn all the asexual demisexual um, well, like pansexual for example they're like just first ones that come to mind you've you've put it off straight there because you've you've used the term lgbt that's yeah. all I knew. Sorry, that's yeah, that's yeah. Just, that's that's yeah, but that's what all they taught, right? That's right. That's, that's yeah, all that was they my, taught. That was me. my example. Yeah, I want to make once again. I, yeah. I, have to, I have to be very careful because obviously I'm not. I'm not part of the LGBTQ plus community, so I have to be very. But that's how it is now, isn't it? LGBTQ plus. That's how it's seen as. Whereas it was always yeah. just LD, LGBT. It was always just that. Yeah. So that's all I knew because that was all they taught. You know, now you have LGBT. So it's uh, lesbian, gay, bi, trans, uh, intersex, asexual plus. I believe is the complete term i may have missed oh queer i miss queer um so now it's like yeah it's, it's now it's a lot more like there's so much more that you can find out about and experience which i never got to when i was at school i, I didn't know this was a thing so yeah i didn't maybe i was but like because i didn't know what it was i could never like put a uh like finger to it so but as soon as i learned about it and sort of got more understanding of it i and based on the experiences i had i went yeah this this feels like what i want to be who i am before before you knew the term then did you have like Mm. kind of the experience that i mentioned earlier as an example of how i would have seen it as like you just weren't really into relationships is that just what you you just sat down and say yeah i don't really feel like having a relationship until there was a label for it and you're like actually i fit under that label or like how did yeah. you how did you feel before you knew what what asexuality was if you can remember. so as i as i said i sort of had a bad relationships um at that time you know in school and so on so uh from there basically it was definitely like a shot off sec it was like a i just never want to be in any relationship ever again and so from that i just went like a light switch sort of went yeah i'm not seeing anyone like that anymore um and sort of experiencing that 
and uh, the the I don't want to use the term trauma when talking about a relationship, but the sort of the just bad experience of bad experiences of a relationship, right? And the the experience from that uh, can really like shape you as a person. And I think it shaped me with that. And yeah, I it was maybe uh, a year afterwards that I finally heard the term ace. But going through that, you know, I still was just like had no idea about anything for that whole year i was just like yep yeah, this i just want to be alone basically yeah and that, that's completely fine and it's and it makes complete sense alongside that you are also straight you're also male and i feel like yes i feel like it sometimes goes a bit unnoticed that asexuality is part of the lgbtq plus community right like yeah like yeah like because asexuality is essentially just like not being sexually attracted to someone but you can also be asexual while being gay or being lesbian as well yeah being bisexual yeah, for example but like just a lot of people don't really i mean I, I feel like not a lot of people are aware of the term like i think i think you mentioned somewhere before like that it's only in recent years like the you know that community as a whole but more asexuality is becoming a bit more aware as like being a part of the lgbtq plus community yeah i i think it's been a huge change over you know the last few years and a lot more people are now like understanding of it but it is just it's it's different because you know you've got sort of uh everything you know you have sort of gays and lesbians and bisexuals and pansexuals all in one group and you've got like transsexuals and uh intersex and so on you know they all like there there's asexuality is completely different to those right whilst being in a group they're all in a group together um as the lgbtqia plus community uh they're all in a group together but they are all completely different things and asexuality sort of doesn't focus on you know what your like romantic interests are so that obviously you can have gay people that are asexual you can have bi people that are asexual you can have just people that are completely asexual and don't have any interest in anyone right so it's all sort of a it, it depends where you fall on the scale i keep calling it a scale because that's what i sort of see it as everyone sort of fits on that scale but most people obviously fit towards the um aerosexual i believe is the term for um people that aren't ace at all um so it's it, you sort of go from you know people that are into that are completely ace uh, sexual to their then uh aerosexual i think that is the term anyway but uh yes i don't mean to sound insensitive when i say lgbtq plus community by the way i know i'm missing out the ia i just I no just, no no you're I, okay I, I, I know the ia is there but the reason i'm saying the plus is because i don't want to mess up at any point and just like you know i just want to make sure i'm i'm certain in saying lgbtq plus if that's okay with you once again i don't mean to sound insensitive in any, in any way. i i am completely okay with it. <laughs> but yeah and then also you you have you have a girlfriend you do have a girlfriend so like you know you are an relationship right now while being asexual and you know you're happy and we can very much tell and it's very nice you know how you said you've had like <laughs> not the best of experiences in the past but it's nice to see you doing a lot better king and uh, and uh, yeah <laughs> yes uh i think um going into this year and look the main thing i should say is my first interaction with debbie was uh based not really on like a mean-spirited joke but debbie had pasted something about not having anyone for uh for valentine's day and 
and I posted uh, in the comments are their applications. And look, it's, it's sort of a slash J. From there, it basically became a relationship. And I wasn't looking for one or anything. Um, I wouldn't even say at that point, like I'd fully understood that I was demisexual. I sort of had an inkling given my past relationships and so on. And the fact that I, you know, have a lot of love to give as a person. So, and you know, I'm, I am romantically interested in people. So I'm not a romantic. I am uh, was, asexual. Was a, a romantic, romantic again. Sorry, that is. So a romantic means you don't have any romantic interest in people. So you can be asexual and a romantic, or you can be asexual and not a romantic, oh, or you can be categories. Whereas a a romantic is just the main, I guess, category that people use. Essentially. Yeah, people tend to focus on asexuality. Um, okay, all right. But it is, they all sort of come under maybe the ace umbrella i would say but yeah uh so yeah i am i'm a romantic person and uh so i I definitely did you know that relationship uh came about through that um and yeah now now we're sort of in a place where we're a lot more comfortable with each other which is nice there's a, there's a lot to it in there. There's there there's so a lot. many like, different categories. And that's why I say, like, I'm still learning. I'm still trying mm, my best. I'm I, still I, learning. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. And that's that's what the nice like the, the nice thing is, is that, like, we're willing to learn. And that's why I wanted to make this. I mean, I know we both wanted to do this, but, I, like, yeah. me being a big advocate of this as well was really good because, once again, I am a straight male. I am not part of the LGBT in any way. Uh, I do, no. however, use any pronouns, I guess. I don't really think that... I still don't really think that puts me in the... LGBT gymnastically, but I do no. go by any pronouns because I just don't really mind. Yeah, yeah I'm but I'm so. open to learn, <laughs> and I'm open to use the podcast as a place for people to learn what asexuality and stuff is because I like you know uh, because it's it, it, even if like even if people do know what it means, it's still nice to come on and kind of hear it because there's not really any. I know there is. I actually it, it popped up on on the Twitter few page, which is the one I sent you, was that there is an asexual asexual podcast. I, mean, I can't remember the name of it. I, I, if I can remember it, I'll like if I remember to do this, I'll put it in the description. But you can such a like asexual podcast they did one about <laughs> asexual disability at day and week as well but uh yeah i just feel like it's not really like something that's mentioned much by the big podcast you know and that's why i like midweek mc so much because i can use it as a space to essentially bring not awareness but like make the topic known i guess you know mm. or we there's, can yeah there's just definitely... meet both of us and midweek mc is both of our projects so exactly exactly there's definitely not a lot of um like ace celebrities out there uh some i can think of we got two um youtubers in uh alpha rad and jaden animations they're very uh open about that uh you have yasim uh Benotti, I think is that I butchered that name. I'm very sorry to her. She is such a big advocate of Ace and gets so much hate from loads of people because you know you wouldn't expect you know you see a lot of hate with, with, towards you know gays, bisexuals, trans people, so on and so forth, uh, lesbians, um, all the p- people in the LGBTIQIA community. But I, I haven't really experienced it until this year. I went to Pride in London yes. uh, to be part of the Ace group there. Um, and uh, afterwards, there was a huge backlash to her, and there still is such a backlash to her because people don't like the fact that she, in their terms, dresses sexually. Oh, that which... was that. Yeah, now I know who you're on about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because they dress like too. Because they dress in quotation marks, not asexual, which doesn't really make. Yeah, it's so stupid, all, does it? You know, I do. I do not dress for Abby. I do not dress for anyone but me. I I like myself, and I like looking how I want to look. And it's the same. It's, it, 
any ace person should be able to look how they want to look. So yeah, that that's been like my first real experience with sort of that which has been huge for me sort of getting judged by uh, people outside of the community sort of hate from people outside the community for what you what you are so that's been a huge experience for me um and she's been yeah huge for that like I noticed at Comic-Con as well, for example, like so many people were dressing up in, in quotation marks, revealing cosplays, cosplays. I put in quotation marks revealing because that's just subject to opinion, right? But like, yeah, yeah. that doesn't mean that they want attention. Maybe pe- people just like to dress up. It's like when people dress up for Halloween, they don't, they'll post pictures because they feel like they look good. Like I was very, very, I'm very thinking where I, when I post my face. I said it even after TwitchCon, if I, if I post, a, if I get a picture of someone and I don't think I look nice in the picture, I'm going to cover my face even if I still want to post it. And it's just like, I don't post online because, yeah. I mean, I've only posted online when I've met people. But I don't post online to be like, yeah, look at me, look how good I look. I post online because I think I look good. And that's why when people like dress yes, up for Halloween, exactly. for example, Halloween was yesterday, right? And a lot of people were dressed in quotation marks in revealing clothing. And a lot of them didn't do it for other people. They did it for themselves because they wanted to dress up like that. You know, just because you're asexual, just because you're not asexual. I, like, it's just, it's weird to be judged on the way you dress. I've, I've, but yeah, I remember, I know who you're on about now. When you, well, as soon as you mentioned that, I realized who you're on about. Yeah, so there hasn't really been any, like, big advocate for it. So that's why it's so, like, big for me being on the podcast uh, and getting to talk about it. Because, I I mean, I found out through my friend. And that's, like, they eventually, uh, we used to play D&D in a group. It was within, like, the first four weeks of playing in that group. They told uh, us that they were asexual. So, and then from them, I learned from them what that means and so on. So having being able to talk about it is huge um, yeah like a lot so, of people yeah. might not might not know until they hear it like a lot of people you know so you listening might not right now you might be asexual you just don't know it because no one's ever really told you what it means or it hasn't hasn't yeah. told you their experiences with being asexual now that ajx has said their experience you might be able to relate for example you know yeah and it can be very like scary. dark but scary and dark just not knowing right just being unaware completely and actually being able to put a label on something i think we'll come to that during the disability section as well being able to put a label on something that's happening to you or that you feel is so uh like just uh, relieving uh, relieving there you go thank you <laughs> but I, i'm gonna give my example because i also have an example of this as well so once you're done with mm. your segment i'll i'll, I'll show no no go well go for it that was pretty the end <laughs> oh sorry i did yeah i feel bad if i cut you off my bad but like, no no you didn't know <laughs> okay good but um it's kind of the same with me for example right like obviously not the whole lgbtq plus part and stuff like that but i mean more so like being able to put a label or something through and i've said this a few times it's not something i've mentioned loads maybe i haven't said it on the podcast i don't know right i've never really gone into detail with it but i'll go into a little bit of detail with it next week's podcast i'll be going into a lot of detail with this uh, so stay tuned for that um hx knows where it is and i know where it is but it's something we yes. will get to talking about next week of course but i have undiagnosed anxiety it is it Mm. is very much there the anxiety it is undiagnosed because i don't want to get diagnosed i just don't want to have it but i know it's there it's one of those things but through the entirety of year seven i used to be mainly mainly um bile i used to be sick in the mornings i actually had a mentor and i still remember how every single morning i'd go to him and he'd have this horrible strong smell of coffee right 
don't remember, I still remember everything. He was great. He was a great mentor. He was, he was all right. Man. Anyways, like, but through the entirety of year seven, it was just, it, it was just, it was just labeled as nerves, right? Even my, even my mentor was labeling it as nerves. And my parents were very yeah. thingy of it. Like they, they knew, but they didn't, my parents were very, very supportive of it, which was very lucky. And they were very like nice about it all and stuff like that. And they, they worked through it with me. Obviously, if your son's being sick every single morning, it's a bit of cause for concern, right? And then we went to the hospital mm. doctors to see if I had something wrong with me, in quotation marks, wrong with me, like a health issue, I should say. Not in quotation marks. If I had a health issue, there we go. And everything came back negative. I was completely fine. Then there was also the thing of if I was being sick every morning, I was going to cause like head lining in my stomach. That was also really something they said. But up until like I was in year 10, it was when we actually started using the label of anxiety. And as soon as, as, soon as we started using the label of anxiety, it made me feel better because like it made me realize that it's not, it's not me being silly. It's not me, you know, being nervous for no reason. There is actually something wrong with me and it's anxiety and we were going to get we were going to go and get diagnosed but it's just something I, I didn't want that over my head you know i didn't want it over my head that you are guaranteed to have anxiety and that's why i always say yeah. I'm, I'm diagnosed and uh, it's gotten and since it's been labeled it's gotten so much better over the years like i'm now going to twitchcon i'm now going to uh you know i'm going i'm not going to all these events i'm now planning to meet up with people and, like you know it's it's nice because and i feel like putting a label on it made life so much easier and made it so much yes. better for me to essentially grow as a person you know because when i started work when i was 18 i didn't get sick in the mornings but i was always coughing i was always gagging every time i have like an interview or something i'll start a new job first like week or two i'm always coughing i got this really heavy cough in the morning yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's like nerves or anxiety but it's been a lot better as i've grown up because i've learned how to deal with it because i know it isn't just once again me being silly there is actually something there and it's i guess it's like once again with the whole asexuality and what we're going to get into now as well with um the disability because there's something there it's not you thinking in your head or constantly battling with yourself that you're the problem it's something that everybody has like people not everybody has but people have anxiety people have people are asexual that's, yeah yeah that's that you know what that's a good way of putting it yeah i like that so what is it what is what is the name of, of the disability that you have so my disability is called dcd which is a neurodivergency what does, uh, or divergent. what does dcd stand for uh, dcd stands for development coordination disorder okay. so under it's 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 foggy right because in some place under the law it counts as a it doesn't count as a disability but it's in the disability act it's all sort of like we don't actually want to give these people a disability like full-on disability um so you know that's that's always been a struggle but i i think for me it should count as a disability especially considering what it is so development coordination disorder is basically a motor condition that starts in childhood uh and affects your motor skills completely uh it's basically it's, it's very difficult to like fully understand but basically my coordination skills are bad because stuff that goes through to through my eyes doesn't exactly match up with my brain and therefore i struggle to do like stuff from running to uh catching to my handwriting's awful and you have a bunch of other stuff that it can really affect and in childhood like it tends to just be like called clumsiness basically but it is a lot more than that and yeah dcd is affects about five percent of the population so it's a lot less rare than you think and especially because it's rare though five percent that's like what it's it's definitely rare how many people that'd be that's like one in ten i think or one in sorry uh one in twenty one in twenty one in twenty oh oh, never mind enough because because we had um i had shrewd on the podcast uh uh like a few months mm. back who has chromesthesia and that's every one in 1000 people ah wow oh jesus so yeah no, I yeah no it was a lot of one in, one in 20 is very not rare at all actually yeah 
so yeah, it's a neurodevelopment disorder. And the fact is, no one really knows about it compared to, you know, you've got stuff like uh, dyslexia and uh, my mind's blanking on all the rest of the neurodivergence. Yeah, there's a good, there's a good feel. I mean, my... Um, ADHD, you know. Uh, oh, ADHD is one. You have so many that are sort of like more in the spotlight the than DCD. Ones, I guess, the popular ones. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's the weird thing. Like, even in some, like, graphs, you won't have dyspraxia there when they're going through, like, the the different types of neurodivergence. You know, you, AD, ADD, Tourette's, uh, is all sort of linked into neurodiversity. And DCD is sort of just, like, pushed to one side. At least I feel like that way, growing up with it. A lot less people know about it. And well, yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't know about it. I, I, I'll be one of the first ones to admit that when you told me about it, I kept forgetting the name which wasn't wasn't in a yes. bad way it's not like not, not i don't care way it's just yeah i just could for some bizarre reason it's difficult, it's difficult when you first learn a name of something so yeah yeah i know but like with like anxiety or like you know um tourette's or something it's just it's you remember it you know mm. but with dcd i guess because it's an acronym yeah. as well like it's i couldn't even remember the acronym yeah. is what i'm trying to get at. i couldn't even remember these i kept saying <laughs> well i kept saying add or something didn't i if you can remember yeah yeah which is a different yeah. thing yeah exactly but that's that's that goes to show that it wasn't because i was inconsiderate it was just something i just couldn't seem to remember yeah yeah definitely um so yeah basically i've had i don't remember a time where i haven't been diagnosed with uh, dcd and dcd affects it in so many more ways than just uh motor conditions because basically your whole body is going through a sensory overload all the time and is having so much difficulty moderating the amount of sensory information in your body so that can lead to people having anxiety i myself have anxiety due to my dcd uh you have depression and then there's a bunch of different things you can also get a dvd which is development verbal dyspraxia which basically means you struggle to speak struggle to my brother had that he uh was he didn't speak until he was about four um okay so it's it, it can have a massive effect and then you obviously can link up with different uh stuff like dyslexia um like uh dyscalculia and so on uh and yeah it's, it's a lot bigger than just the fact that i struggle with my motor motor skills completely like it can become all-encompassing basically so when what age were you were you diagnosed with CD? i think i was about four so it was that oh, young so it was quite um, early on then so i guess that's yeah a, a i don't remember later. yeah i don't remember not being diagnosed with it so i'm i'm guessing at four basically my parents were probably worried about my bounce which is the main thing you Dyspraxia had, or DCD. Um, I should say it used to be called dyspraxia. That's why I tend to say dyspraxia. Oh, okay. I mean, it's fine with what nowadays. We, say. we know that now. DCD, so. yeah. Yeah. That was basically just called clumsy child syndrome. It's basically just, oh, your child's clumsy because they can't walk oh very God. well. Oh, um, back Back in the day. And obviously, uh, as, as more things have sort of, as science has bettered itself, as more people have become more accepting of things, you know, it's, it's now an understanding that there's something actually happening in the brain that is affecting uh, a person's ability to do this stuff so even from a small age i, I would struggle walking running so on a huge sweeping things like that and uh, even now i just cannot write at all you my writing write, is right yeah yeah so my writing is the equivalent of like the the handwriting in particular i can write it can cause some pain uh, but I, that's because i 
with dyspraxia, you could also have a difficulty establishing a correct pencil grip. <laughs> and so I, it took me ages to establish that. It took me ages to learn how to use a knife and fork properly. And I still actually use it the opposite way of my like uh, hands. So I use my... Most people use their dominant hand for their fork and their weaker hand for their knife or something like that. I hope I'm getting that what, right. When they're cutting. But I actually use it the opposite, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, normally I'm ble- I believe when it's cutting that people use... I mean... Yeah, I think it's I think it's normalized that people use their like dominant hand with their fork when they're cutting something. But I do the same yes, thing you yeah. do. I use my I use my weaker hand for the fork. Oh, there you go. But I guess yeah. I, I, so to they... be fair though, I used to eat like rice with my hands, and I still sometimes. Ah, okay. So I yeah. think I'm, just, like, I'm just a bit of, bit of an interesting character in general. <laughs> <laughs> um, it can it can it can be from like that those types of things too. I still it's a real difficulty in for me determining my left and right. So and like knowing where my body is uh, so driving a car can be difficult because I always think I'm way too close to a car alongside me because my spatial awareness isn't very good. Um, but you so, do drive a car, like, don't you? Yeah, I do drive. Yeah, and yeah, I'm a very same. good driver as well. It's not. It's not like I. It's not like DCD has uh, completely stopped my life in doing stuff. It it's just it made it so much more difficult. Yeah, it's uh, through the years. You know, learning stuff has just been. It's it's so much more effort to learn through uh, learn through dyspraxia. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's 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 always been it's always been there for me, but I, the amount of stuff that like I have problems with, and for me, it's certain things, right? There's a whole spectrum of things you can have difficulties with with DCD, and some of the things I'm good at. Uh, so like, there's some things, uh, cr- creativeness, I'm good at. Uh, my long term memory is very good. Uh, my short term memory is awful, but still <laughs> so uh it can it yeah there's different things that you can be good at there's different things you can be bad at so they all sort of fall under how much you've learned through them and how you've learned through them my bounce nowadays is amazing as well so <laughs> it's interesting though to hear all that because like once again using shrewber as an example here it's just because i had them on the podcast that's why sorry but like you no know problem. they I, I believe they said today like chromesthesia wasn't diagnosed until it was after secondary school so they literally they just thought it was normal they thought the fact because chromesthesia is essentially when you hear a sound you see a flash of color and a certain shape in your eyes right that is that is the rundown of what that is and they yeah. they just thought everybody had that because nobody talked about it and then once again this is why this podcast i feel is so good we talked about asexuality we talked about dcd so someone could be listening to this who struggles with balance or you know struggles with writing and, and reading and just has just categorized themselves as dyslexic because you know, that can't happen because as soon yeah. as you as soon as you were explaining that in my head one of my things were that can just very easily be categorizes dyslexic because it can be right but yeah, it's, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more than that and that's what i'm saying like, I, I feel like i feel like talking about it now could is, is good to bring awareness to it again but yeah that's crazy hearing all of that hearing hearing everything to do do with that and it's like i i've i are you fortunate though that your parents got diagnosed quite early on i assume the answer is yes but i thought i'd ask anyways uh, yeah i think i think it's fortunate i think it's a lot more like they don't they really sort of ignore it in adults completely uh it's mainly focused on having in children to the point that in the on the nhs website it is to do with uh dcd in children rather than dcd in adults and there is now a dcd in adults page but for ages it was just dcd in children so the fact that you know i got it done very early was massive to me because <laughs> um, now i understand way more why i have it and what and like learning through it basically uh i had a um 
what were they called? Ah, oh, I'm not sure. There's like a technical name name for them in uh, hospitals. But uh, I had someone, basically a doctor, who would help me through like learning to bounce, basically doing my shoelaces, which could be an issue because for me, my like I'm trying to do it, but my brain just can't like comprehend what I'm doing with my hands. So that was always like a difficulty doing my shoelaces, and I had Velcro for so many years. But eventually, I had to learn how to tie my shoe. My, I mean, Slaps, to be fair though like Vel- Vel- it Vel- does slap, it let's does not sleep on velcro all right we're not we're not gonna sleep on velcro now <laughs> yes yes exactly but uh yeah it was for ages and ages that i just had no idea and i mean we talked about the fact that uh dyslexia or sorry uh asexuality sort of not really been a thing but it has like been in history text for a, a while at least whereas like the uh, dcd was like first referred to like way way we're talking like 1970s 1980s so it's it's honestly quite a new thing and the fact that it was around just just in time for when i was sort of growing up and sort of understanding people with dyspraxia was massive i know we, i know you've kind of answered the question anyways but if there's anything else to add to it like how does it affect how does it affect your everyday life like because obviously you work you have a in quotation marks as per usual a real job um just because because <laughs> I, I hate saying that but it's the best way to generalize it like how does that how does it does it have any effect on your job because yours is mainly online as far as i'm aware like on a laptop on a pc so it makes it easier that you don't have to write stuff but does it affect yeah, you definitely. in your every in your day-to-day life regarding work or so from from a perspective um you talk sort of about it with anxiety i the main that's a big issue for me the anxiety um point of view so it's sort of exactly the same as you i I feel sick as well and and just completely can encompass me but in terms of like dcd proper you know from waking up it can be you know you just putting on your socks can be slightly more difficult driving to work can be slightly more difficult uh typing on a keyboard it took me ages to learn to type on a keyboard and in fact the only reason i learned to type on a keyboard because obviously i didn't want to write my handwriting because i was so bad and no one could understand my handwriting so they wanted me to use a keyboard and it took me so long to like get where all the keys were and so on and understand it and i was like no i'm not doing this i don't want to i'll just write and people are gonna have to understand but it was actually learning through like playing minecraft and having to type on minecraft servers that i learned how to type better and so that was a huge thing for me and now I can like just type I can just look at the screen and type and yeah it takes me a bit longer than it probably takes you to like type out a word but it uh, through time through experience it is a lot better there are still things that affect me and that I need to accept affect me right because I think a lot of it has been me sort of being ableist to myself and going now nah, DC doesn't D doesn't do anything it's sort of not there but there's like so much that is happening there that I just sort of that I'm struggling with because of the DCD that I need to accept and need to be like yeah okay I I'm doing this this is happening not because me not because there's like anything wrong with me it's because of this DCD thing um and in a way it sort of defines me as a person as well in a funny way because I've had it all my life because it's such a huge part of my life you know I I am dyspraxic and I sort of like want to put it out there what dyspraxia is you know have a better understanding of it raise more awareness of it because as we talked about there isn't really anyone that talks about it so yes it's it's day-to-day lives can be slightly more difficult but 
you know, through time, through learning, you can get better. Yeah. I would like to point out, I think I'm not in, I think I'm at the midpoint of maybe DCD. You can get to a point where it just can, can completely ruin your life and you can't do anything. So um, I'm in, um, I'm in quite a good place with it. Uh, I think if maybe you learn about it too late or it's not dealt with entirely well, it can like make it so you can't do much, which is very sad. Yeah. I guess I would like add to that just it's just a generalized for you the viewer listening if you ever feel like there is something and you it and and it and you feel like you should have a label not not something wrong with you but just something that you don't think is normalized I guess or normal I can't think of the wording here so don't take that out of context but you know what I mean if there's ever anything yeah. and you're concerned please don't be afraid to just go and have a checkup or go and see some right because like yeah this is literal proof you said about the whole it's more normalizing children if you're listening to this and you're 20 years of age something might have not been normalized when you were three years old and it's normalized now so if there's anything you're concerned about anything you're worried about please use this podcast as a lesson to go and yeah check just go to the doctors tell them what's up and just go from there you know like it can't hurt right you're not you're not hurting anyone you're not wasting anyone's time it's like if it's like if you have a stomachache for two weeks right you're not just gonna ignore it you're gonna go and get checked because having a stomachache is not normal you know so it's, it's kind of just no. i guess it's, it's, it's not a perfect comparison but i like i hope this podcast is kind of showing you guys that it's not bad to go and you know check out i mean when i was being sick every single morning we went to make sure it wasn't to do with my health which it wasn't but had it have had yeah. to do something with my health then we could have worked on it you know so just yeah, yeah don't yeah. be afraid don't be afraid to go and get checked don't be afraid to reach out to people around you and ask if for instance like if I, if, if it was never like if you never knew anything about it ajax you could reach out to me and other people and be like do you have this do you have the same thing and if every yeah. single one of us had said no you would have never known unless you asked, you know? So Yeah, exactly. I, and sometimes, look, uh, I, uh, I feel like there's a lot of people that have experienced this. Sometimes doctors can't aren't useful, right? Oh, no. Sometimes yeah, I'm, they won't. I'm facing it yeah. something right now. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they, are, they are, aren't useful at all. I, I've, uh, I've gone to a doctor about depression, and they sort of just went, no, nah, it's a bit matter. sad, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Basically, they were like, why are you wasting my time? And that is awful. What an awful doctor. So don't just like, don't accept one medical's, like one medical person's opinion on it because sometimes they're wrong. They are not always right. They are not these deities. So yeah, make sure to, I know it, we don't want to like say, you know, self uh, self attribute yourself to oh. a disability or whatever but also like if 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 you feel like you have anything that's ailing you it's it's worth a check i think they're there for a reason doctors obviously it's to make you healthy but understanding something that is like you feel is wrong with you can make you healthy mentally exactly i think that's that's a perfect way to put it thank you Adrian. Mm-hmm. i guess um, yeah. a question that i should ask i want to ask you is how does asexual disability day and you know the lgbtq plus month and asexual week which is asexual day falls on your birthday i believe you said it does yes yes how does this all impact you i would like to say um asexual day wasn't actually put wasn't on my birthday until uh after i was ace so that was a happy coincidence That's interesting <laughs> <laughs> they put it in after yeah um what does this all, all mean these to stuff you? there we go all this stuff is so like um just feeling a part of a community, feeling like there's other people out there. There you. I only have one ace friend, which is the ace friend I've talked about before already. Uh, I only have. I have no one I know apart from my brother who has DCD. You know, knowing find 
finding out other people are having the same struggles as you. Other people have the same uh, sort of idea as uh, I'm trying to, because f- f- I don't want to call asexuality a problem. It is not. Uh, sort of have the same identity. Identity. Right. That's the perfect uh, thing. So that is just wonderful. And finding that out, and then from there you can take it and you can basically feel part of a community. That is so massive. And I think you know all these days just not only do they obviously make you feel part of a community but they boost like knowledge of that thing so five months should be all about teaching people knowledge it shouldn't be about like you know corporations having rainbows on their logos and so on it should be about teaching people what it is to be part of the lgbtqia community plus community being a ace week ace day should all be about teaching other people and being part of a community being part of the community and teaching people about the community getting the word out there and the same goes to uh disability asexuality disability day it should be about celebrating those individuals that try that have a disability celebrating as a community teaching as a community and being a community very well said Ajax. absolutely beautiful Thank you. do you have anything else to talk about anything that I haven't asked and you wanted to mention I, I've tried my best to ask everything I can but is there anything else you'd like to talk about uh, I, 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 if, if you are interested in any of these I would go uh, look on the website I, I mentioned some celebrities that are uh, ace Jaden Animations has uh, well go look on the internet uh, Jaden Animations has a wonderful video about being asexual uh, that I truly think you should go uh, everyone should watch uh in terms of dcd there's a bunch of celebrities that are, uh, have dcd from daniel radcliffe to uh cara delavine to uh florence from florence and the machine and will Poulter and mel b um bunch of people uh so you can learn about them that's actually an i feel a funny tidbit uh, to say is in the second harry potter movie uh daniel radcliffe obviously writes in the diary or harry potter writes in the diary for the uh, uh the chamber of the secrets that isn't actually Daniel Radcliffe because his writing was so bad that they couldn't use it. Oh. <laughs> so that's an interesting uh, thing to mention. Writing. Beautiful. Yes. Uh, obviously, also I should say I'm free to talk about these things because they mean so much to me. If you ever want to talk about that, I would be more than happy to. And if you have any questions, you can always reach out to either myself if you can't get into contact with AJX or AJX if you have a question. And, you know, the exactly. podcast Twitter account messages are open. If you have a question regarding it all, you can always message me. I'll pass it on to AJX and AJX can be a respect towards you. And if, you know, you're listening on Spotify, you can head over to the YouTube comment section if you're head- if watching on YouTube you can just scroll down you know ajax is asexual ajax is has dcd so they are like one of the perfect people to ask about it yes and even if it is even if it isn't dcd uh, other uh you know disabilities i'm more than happy to talk so yeah there we go perfect ajax i think i think this has been a really really good podcast thank you thank you so much yes well thank you thank you thank you so much it's it's been wonderful i will say now i'm not going to say what next week's podcast is uh but there would have been announcement about it on saturday from when this podcast is coming out to last saturday and then the saturday mm. coming up from when we're recording this ajx you know about anyways uh this podcast as well as the next one are going to be more serious ones uh, next podcast is going to be a bit more hard hitting and i'm going to be able to talk Definitely. a lot more about it we are also going to be joined by a guest hopefully if they can't make it or just myself and ajx but yeah um this isn't always going to be what midweek mc is like uh, however you know i want to do more serious topics you know i that's why i introduced the idea of it because inside mc is interviewing minecraft guests but I want Midweek MC 
to be a place where we can talk about general topics, general Minecraft topics, things that happened in Minecraft that week, and just topics like this one, even if they're a bit more serious. And I think we smashed it. I think we smashed it out of the park, AJX. I think we did a really good job. Yes. Yes. And it was it nice was as, you know, you're such an amazing co host. It was nice to kind of give you the floor. And I'm, I'm sorry if I cut in at certain points and towked a bit much. It's just no, no, don't. The habit of being the podcast host, you know, I, I have a bad habit of doing so. However, um, I hope I kind of gave this as a floor for you to talk about you because this is literally your territory. So, I'm yes, glad, I'm yes, glad thank you so much. This. Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. But with that being said, this sadly brings the end of another midweek MC. I hope you all enjoyed. We hope you all enjoyed. And once again, if anything is of any concern to you and, you know, you want to make sure that everything's all good, please do not be afraid to go to doctors. Or, I mean, if you have a phobia, obviously, completely different story. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> yeah. trying to be inconsiderate. I just mean so, like, please reach out to somebody, message one or two mates, you know, if there's something that you think might not be of the norm, quotation marks. Uh, once again, because, you know, it's, it's, like a, it's like a work, HX. Uh, we're not allowed to call um, dairy milk normal milk because it's inconsiderate. I mean, I drink oat milk. I don't drink dairy milk. I drink oat milk because I'm not lactose intolerant. I just can't drink milk, uh, which is weird. But I can have dairy and stuff. But um, we, we, I don't call it that anyways, but my colleagues call like dairy milk normal milk. And we're not allowed to do that anymore. Mm. So that's an interesting no, yes, fun yes. fact to see off the podcast, I guess. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, just if anything's of any uh, any concern to you, just reach out. And if you have any questions, AJX is open. I am open. And yeah, would you like to do the outro this week, AJX? Or should I see it out? Uh, you see it out, King. Because you saw it in, yeah? Okay. <laughs> this is I'm been... just trying to remember. Huh? <laughs> I was just trying to remember it. Yeah, I mean, how about this? I say it and you repeat after me, and we can keep the okay, entirety okay. of this in the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. This has been. This has been midweek MC. Midweek MC. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for watching. Stay safe. Stay safe. Don't eat too much bread. Don't eat much too much bread. Pieces. Peace. There we go. <laughs>